This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Hey y'all! Welcome back to another episode of The Alter Tapes at the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network. We are here. It is Jazz 40 Ounce Connoisseur, joined by Zero Gravity, and we are about to hop into this horror show, y'all. It's called You're Not Home, directed by Derek Ugochukwu. Yes, I did it. I did it. I did it. Um, <laughs> shout out to me. I'm real proud. I practiced. And this is kind of flames. Hold on. I don't know. I saw some parallels to another movie specifically, but I was not mad. So first, Zero, before we get into all of this, tell the people where to find you and where you be at. Ah, uh, yes. My name is Zero Gravity. I am a third of the Blurdy Massacre podcast um, and also a little gremlin on the Internet. You can find me on my socials at IDK Gravity or you can check out my podcast at Blurdy Massacre. How about you, Jazz? Um, you know, y'all can find me at anywhere that's girl that's scary. Y'all don't need my personal Twitter because no, thank you. No, thank you. Go go find me on Girl That's Scary. I will I will be there as long as Twitter is still here because today they talk about they take it away the block button. Girl, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, but, that's okay. crazy. We going down. We going down fast. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm like, wow. You know how many people I blocked? Anyway, back to this short. You can catch <laughs> on Alter. And you can catch a whole lot of other shorts on Alter. Zero, what were your first thoughts about this film after, like, watching it all the way through? The first thing I thought about this film was I'm going to need to put my headphones on because I press play and you immediately get that kind of, like, droning that, like, puts you in a universe real quick. Or maybe not even universe. It, like, puts you in a box because it feels close. And so the first thing I thought was, pause, I need to go get my headphones because I had a feeling that there was going to be some very tight sound design here, which definitely was the right choice. Okay, you're right, because I did not watch it with headphones in. And I definitely thought that, you know, I was like, damn. And I watched it like four times, okay? Because one time, the first time I was playing Sims a little bit and I was distracted and I was like, that's not fit to the movie. Let me just <laughs> turn the Sims off real quick and watch all the way through. And I did that and then I came back, had to, you know, do it for notes. And of course, it's just on. As you know, you get that second time. You got the notes, you know what's about to happen. Any questions you might have, you know, you can kind of, especially with shorts, you can watch up like, it's like 10 minutes. Of course, I could watch this back to back, like two mm-hmm. to three times and not really, you know, bat an eye. But I I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh the sound design. OK, this would be a little bit scarier at nighttime with the headphones in kind of like Skinner Marine. Not like this movie is nothing mm. like Skinner Marine. I'm just saying that in the dark with the headphones would have been very effective for me. So if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, check it out. Now, before we get into the thoughts, please watch this film, okay? Black director, please check it out. Now, the little spoiler-free review is the there's a mold appearing in this room of two refugees, and you see how their day and time progresses with this mold. That's all you need to know. All right, we're about to talk about this joint. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we in here. You've been warned. Yes. Um... Well, first of all, the sound design is great. Second of all, it looks really good. Like, I was like, well, how, did you, how did you shoot this? You ever see a movie and you feel like, oh, y'all used some cameras that used to be on our wristlets in 2009? 
Like, Yo. sometimes it be like that. <laughs> and, it, you know, I watched a movie not too long ago that looked like it was shot just like that. And I was like, okay, well, that's the camera. We didn't really have the popping iPhones, you know, back then. But it looked real, like, I'm like, this looks high-end. This looks high-end. I like it. It does. It looks real high-end. I honestly thought it was a little dark for me. I think that's kind of like the point. I do think that was like intentional because it adds to like this feeling of like, oh shit, I'm in a box right now and I kind of can't get out. That's what I was feeling with this whole thing. I watched it twice over. The first time I had to run and get my headphones. I just watched it straight up. And then the second time, this is a, it's this short film I believe is produced by Irish production company. And uh, I heard an Irish accent and I got a little scared. So the second time around, I was like, okay, let me put the subtitles on just in case I missed something. Which brought me to a very nice realization that whoever did the closed captions, whoever wrote the closed captions for this, shout out to you, because this is like something that I've just been like noticing recently is the importance of closed captions and still portraying a similar as similar as you can story for people who are like hard of hearing, um, who also need to get in on on the horror and the scares. And you know how we do over here in our fandom. We're like really addicted to like sound and stuff. So since I like, I have a new, a couple new uh, hard of hearing people in my life. And it has just made me think about these kind of things. Cause they're also genre fans as well. And you know, those people might be, they either can't or might be a little bit more difficult to, to feel the effects of sound design. So whoever wrote these closed captions on this short film, shout out to you because the descriptions and there's not like, you know, a whole lot of dialogue. So it's, it's honestly like the sound design is portrayed more effectively than the dialogue is. Cause I don't think the dialogue really has like much to do with portraying what's going on. It's more like a feeling kind of thing, but the descriptions of the sounds is very, very helpful. So shout out to them. Also, I think I know what you're thinking jazz with, are we thinking his house? Yes. Because I'm thinking his, I knew it. It's like, it's it. like the soup with the same base, but different ingredients. So yes, totally. we have refugees in a place, you know, it's two black people, but it's the different, the dynamic is different instead of, you know, a couple it's brothers. They're in a different place. They're coming from a different, you know, country also. And they have a different experience. They didn't, they're not, it's not the same movie. That's, that's not what's happening. It's just that, okay, we have this different kind of background, the same kind of background setting. So some of the things they run into while the exact situation is different, there's still some microaggressions that you're seeing happening that would happen, you know, in his house, but not quite the same, but you know, it's the same kind of feeling and vibe. Also to this, um, kept closed captures, I need closed captions. When I go to the doctor, I do not hear all the beeps, y'all. I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> I'm, I don't need like a device yet, but I know by hearing it's, it's uh-huh. probably going to go out. Uh, I'm like, mm, I, I rely on closed captions. I watched it the first time without them and I missed a lot. I missed a lot. And there's not a lot of dialogue, but some of the things in particular that are said, they made very good choices of what dialogue to keep in. The things that are said, the way it's worded, those words are pointed. I was like, all right, okay. And in particular, like, you see a lot of, getting a lot of vibes because it's dark, it's dreary, they're not talking. But the people, I wrote, there's menacing white people with flight jackets on. And they're just like, I mean, they do. They got the flight jackets I used to wear in middle school. I'm like, what kind of uniform is this? Like, motherfucker, do you have on, like, black Air Forces? Okay, because this seems on brand. What are you doing? They just stand around being menacing. They don't even tell them, like, stop doing shit. They just look at them like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. you know, it's a disapproving ass look. They just 
mm, bitch, what the fuck you even do? Why you breathing my air? Kind of feel. And that's exactly the feel that you get, you know, in his house. Not from as not as hard from all the people, but like that neighbor who's like, bitch, they about to send you home anyway, bitch. I don't even know what the fuck you doing here. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, mm-hmm. f- fuck you. And they live in the same situation. Like, don't you see how much y'all are alike? Why are you fighting them? <laughs> These menacing white men in the corner, like the security guards, that's dead ass what my sleep paralysis demon looks like. And he's not even doing anything. He's just looking at me in his uniform with the eyebrows up, shaking my head. Like we shouldn't even be breathing the same air. I think that one of the first pieces of dialogue that actually got through my head was in the two, I'm assuming they're brothers, right? It's an older brother and a younger brother. And they go down, one of them is like, let's go eat. Um, that's when I'm actually realizing that they're in some sort of like, Uh, housing for refugees or for people who had just entered the country of what I now understand is Ireland. One of them speaks to the other in the native tongue and he's like, ah, English only. And that's when I'm feeling like the effects of now I I'm hearing like from the sound design that we're like trapped in a box. The everything is dark. So I'm kind of like squinting to see like what's going on, which is even further making me feel like I'm in a box. And now on top of it, the dialogue is telling me that we, we really can't be, I don't know, freely inside this box, which is making the box like smaller and smaller and smaller. And I think by this time we're maybe like, I want to say three or four minutes in. And by that time, I feel like I understand exactly what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because I first seen that mode and I was like, ooh, that's a problem. I was like, some, some, first of all, I was like, something about to hop out that mode. It's giving like the wretched a little bit. Like, ooh, something about to yeah. climb out of the black goop and whoop your ass. And black goop is never fucking good. Not in Prometheus. Not like, not ever. <laughs> it's never good. Like, it's never Titan. It's not a good thing. No. You see black <laughs> no. oil. Like, it's something bad is about to happen, dog. Like, <laughs> So what I see, I was like, mm, this is not going to bode well for them. And it's a short. So it's about to happen rapidly. So when uh-huh. they're called first, I was like, okay, natives hung. Okay, they code switching, you know, because that's what happens. And I feel like the black mode is clearly like assimilation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they're looking at here. You have the, you're trying to be yourself in this box as the box gets smaller. And eventually as we get to the end, you see that they're eating the box. They become the box. They become one with it. You have to absorb it to get out and move halfway free. And you see what happens to who you you are like who you were before you got there mm-hmm. it's like it eats it up but it looks like it's menace it's like a cancer almost not almost it's like a cancer yeah totally did you i now that we're talking about this i actually didn't clip it the first time but when the older brother first starts acting weird um he's kind of like letting the mold that's another scary thing about mold man there's kind of like nothing you can do about it i mean you can come in and like paint over it or try to like wash it off but eventually it's just going to grow back unless you know you have a very uh, appreciative super of your building who you can just call up and be like yo come take care of this mold but obviously even myself living in an apartment building is not that easy but when he is eventually just like I guess he just succumbs to the effects of the mold because you can't really escape it and it's growing like crazy in their unit um, and the younger brother rolls up on him and he's like why are you dressed like that like is that like the beginning of the assimilation because now he's starting to act weird um, on I guess like on the other side of the spectrum and he's got a turtleneck on which is 
different, I guess. First, they started like all black, like darker colors. And now he's got kind of like earthy colors on. I don't know if that was a thing, but I do know that the younger brother walked in and was somewhat surprised by the change. Like, why are you wearing this? I guess that was the beginning of it. And then it gets deeper than that. Definitely. And I wonder also, like, because the change, I'm like, to me, they're both pretty much regular fucking outfits but mm-hmm. you got a turtleneck on he got shells in his hair i feel like because i feel like either he had a hat on or he didn't have like any decorative pieces in his hair beforehand like i feel mm-hmm. like that was a stark difference because you don't really you see the pants but not like close up they don't spend that much time you just know he has a different outfit on and i wonder if the other outfit it was a little you know oversized it's like ooh, they look at you and they you look menacing in the way you're dressed so now they want to change you into something that is acceptable i wonder mm-hmm. if that kind of what it, it it's like oh well this this guy this is fine but that which we had on before no i feel unsafe that's why we're following you around in flat jackets i don't mm-mm. yeah and looking disapprovingly yeah that's definitely it let's talk about the ending though the conclusion it wasn't bad it just pissed me off because i know that's how i be like mm. first of all after because once they go in the store and they share it then he come back out or whatever and he's like oh you know what happened to you they go into the room and as soon as they go in the room, he see how wide the mold is spread. And when he was down there, Chima is the brother's name. He was like, why don't you complain in? And then he must have told the dude, come in there, come look. You know, you can come in here. Um, he, Chima told me you said something about some mold. And then the motherfucker going to look at him and go, mm, don't rock the boat. You know, people who rock the boat end up at the bottom of the sea. I was like, now, first of all, that piece of dialogue what is a threat. That's yes, a whole like, threat. And then you think about the history of slaves literally jumping off of ships into the sea. Bitch, you think about the refugee scene from um, his house where they're in the water and the yeah. boat literally break. Like all that thing, all that started connecting. And I was like, also, what you're saying is, bitch, you better be lucky with what the fuck I give you, Negro. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. I felt like boy came right yeah. after. Yep. I felt like mm, I, yeah. it was silent. You heard that motherfucker? I was like, no. That, that shit was silent. You said... Yep, that was a capital B for boy. Bruh, you you know when people, like, uh, say something that's like a dog whistle and then somebody mm. quotes tweets and be like, they call me the N-word. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, ring the alarm. Excuse me, yeah. police. Like, had me saying, uh-uh. No, because I'm like, I saw that. I saw what the fuck you did. Ooh. I saw, I heard what you said. That was real fucked up. And it's black mold. You see how much... The mold almost looked like, and it does look a little bit like spray paint, but, you know, budget, whatever. It... I'm like, do you see, it's taking up the room. The room is black now, bro. Like, do you, do, aren't you working in this bitch? I feel like it's unsafe for you to even be here in here to do your job. Y'all need to do something about this. Also, there was a rat in the food at the beginning. And oh, I, yeah. Oh, my God. That was gross. I for, We totally went over that. But that was a great scene because that made me itch. That shit actually made me itch. The When the soup started bubbling. First, I was like, are we getting paranormal right now? Then the rat came out and I'm like, okay, it's... It's hostile environment. It's giving hostile environment. It's giving, we're doing the absolute least to keep you here alive and fed. And then I think they had some kind of conversation about it when they went outside, talking about another girl who had piped up about the food conditions mm-hmm. in the place. And, you know, so I'm happy to her. So, no, she might got as well. Oh, there That's we go. I like yeah, subtitles. Well. Keep your mouth shut. There we go. Because when I first started, I knew something happened to her. But he said, remember the girl that got deported? The one from Zimbabwe. I was like, oh. He was like, she reported the food and her ass got, it's gone. So you can't talk about anything. Then they just going to call you a troublemaker. Bitch, it's, 
clear and the rat ain't even like for it to bubble like that because i don't even think it was i don't know if it was it could have been supernatural but maybe the rat was just releasing some gas and that's why it bubbled upward yeah and, and it went back down and i'm like that's disgusting and it, i'm like it's still you ain't even cut the head off the bitch like none of that like it's still probably rat teeth on there and everything bitch like that is so <laughs> disgusting like you couldn't even cut the bitch up and made it seem like it was something else like Damn. damn nah. you oh, sorry fucked up you nah, it got the tail know. on it bro i <laughs> when i tell you i would have like you know what wow this is hell but i don't know i might have to starve to death that's wild i'm gonna be real For skinny real. skinny legend but not on purpose which also sucks a skinny legend <laughs> we not eating the rats in this refugee camp please i mean but you that was a eventually. really really like gross visual that one was super fucking gross. And then all the way at the end, when it's like, we're at the point now, like there's there's no coming back for older brother and he's just sitting there and he's just taking whole bites out of like congealed mold. That shit was really gross. It was gross, but I was also like, I feel sad. I feel sad now. Yeah. Because we've definitely passed. Yeah, we passed the threshold. It's in him. It's all in me. <laughs> He's every yeah. woman, yeah. you know? And I'm like the little boy on the wall, literally scrib- scribbling, this is home. And then Ooh. earlier you hear Chima like whispering. I think that's what it said. But Chima was hearing things like, you're not from here. You're not Irish. You would never right. be one of us, bitch. Like, and now it's like, yeah, this is home because you've had to do it all of this you know assimilation and everybody telling you you have to be a certain way and even at the end of the day after you do all that and change yourself they still don't fuck with you at all and then your people from where you from barely fuck with you because you would do you're a different motherfucker now right like you don't you don't even you just looking at pictures of the food you don't even know what that tastes like no more like you you dress it different you do not you not one of us so it's like isolating as well like you were talking about that box like they the only people in the box but the white man even though he in the room you know he not in the box because he's not mm-hmm. moving like them he doesn't have the same restraints either so i'm like mm, dang that was they did a lot in like 10 minutes i was like okay they did a lot in 10 minutes yo there's something that really is like different about this real life horror because you know we had two like really scary moments that definitely had me like oh like the rat and then the mold at the end and then also a uh, little brother crawling on the walls or on the ceiling at one point mm-hmm. that was nice i always love when somebody up there crawling on the ceiling that's that was a nice touch but besides that, there's something that's real different about the whole like, like, let's take an actually traumatizing and horrific situation that real life people not out, not in the matrix, like here with the feet on the ground have experience and then try to turn that into something that's kind of fiction. And I can kind of believe it for a little bit. But in the back of my head, I'm like, this is just another layer of scary because this shit is real. And you see it with this one and his house. But even like other other movies that are completely different themes, like even like Invisible Man had me fucked up because that movie is about domestic violence. And like that shit is real. Like, sure, he's invisible, whatever. But like we can walk out of the theater and know that somebody in our circle is dealing with something like that. Or I can know that like, you know, in uh, places that welcome refugees, how much, how welcome are they actually? And then you put a little bit of a spin on that. You could turn it into a movie and you could really, you know, send the message to people that way. And I was looking in the comments on the Alter YouTube channel and a lot of people down there were like, this shit is, I feel disturbed, but I feel sad more than anything. Mm -hmm. Sad and disturbed, which I do believe is a very, very powerful combo right there. Because yeah. uh, I'm going to be thinking about this one for a while. 
it was like his house. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, like it's just like it's in there. It's a little sad. Like it, it's a, it's a little bummer. I'm not gonna lie, it, it, you know. But it's ten minutes, and also it's very powerful. And I want a full story of this. I want to know where they came from. What were they escaping? How close were they at the beginning? Or because we're clearly the mold been there and has mm-hmm. spread. So I'm like, okay, I wonder if you know the mold changes them over time and they become further apart. They talk less, you know, and we're seeing the end part where they're not even talking no more. Like, Blue Boy's like chittering. Like, he's making this sound. And then also when the door slammed, because they see themselves, like, in their own like cultural clothes, mm-hmm. you know. And I wonder if they're, like, confronting their inner self or we're dealing, because when you see Chima's, you know, nega self, I guess, it's not really a nega self. It's just you and your cultural clothes. But his eyes turn black, so they're making it look like, mm. you know, demon-like. So I wonder if the mold of assimilation is dem- demonizing your own culture. Like, you know, you see oh, that as you shit. a different person now. Like, oh, no, that's not, because that shit not accepted here. Oh, girl, I, I pulled that. I was like, mm. You ripped that one. Damn. Mm-hmm. You said that. That's wild. what she said. I was like, mm. exactly. They did a lot. That's why I was like, no, I need the, I need the fool. I need, and I need y'all to give them some money. I need y'all yeah. to pay them. Even the actors in there, like they did fine. They did fine. You can have them, mm-hmm. and then the sores popping up, disgusting. That's also nasty. I was like, oh. yeah, yo, I forgot to bring up the sores. That's a good one too, because that really shows you how like it really be creeping. And younger brother definitely didn't notice until it was kind of too late. Because I did notice on my second watch that they were only on the back of his neck. And then towards the end, maybe like the seven, eight minute mark, then you could see them, you know, now he's touching them and he's clearly uncomfortable by the sores. But I guess it could be, you know, showing how assimilation really be eating you alive. And like you could, you know, maybe you don't even notice it until it's like very apparent. Mm-hmm. Make you sick. Like, who have I become? Who am I? And then do say it's funny who you see when you look in the mirror. I was like, you got a lot to say out your mouth. You you got a lot to say. Like, you remind me of Rosa. Get out. Like, every time I see a motherfucker, I will punch him in the face. Meek, meek, meek. Like, just whoop their ass. But I'm like, they just doing their job. You can't keep me punching people in the face. Uh, but no, I was like, you know what? This This was good. This was mm-hmm. really good. And I am interested in uh, Mr. Ugo Chuku's other, like he has another short. He has a few shorts and I haven't seen any of them. So after seeing this, I'm like, well, what else you, what else you made up there? Yeah, like, it's mm, homework time. Yeah, I'm like, no. Because he, um, as an actor, he's been in some, um, some things I haven't seen. So I am interested in seeing that. But as a direct world, he wrote and directed this, but there's another one he wrote called Pediment, and it has um, it looks like a little black child on a um, thing. It's like a lot of like black people and people of color. You know, I'm trying to try to see a little bit more of that because you don't get that. You got to search for that. Mm-hmm. Like you got to like literally pull up the couch cushions to get that. <laughs> no, not the couch. You cushions. do. You got to like pull the couch cushions out and like peek in between the crack of the couch, and it'd no. be some creators in there, and because they be trying to hide them. Mm. I don't like that. You're not wrong. But yeah, y'all check this short out. It's good. Like Please. when I say this yes. is an eight out of ten easy, eight point five mm-hmm. easy, easy. It just needed more time and it needs some more money. That's it. Yeah. Honestly, truly. And if somebody goes, This is a this is another um his house. It's just a I'ma look you in your face. I'm looking you straight in your eyes. Suck a dick, okay? <laughs> They're not the same movie. They're not. We have okay. similar angles, but to each its own. 
All right, before we close this thing on out, Zero, tell them where to find you again. Well, you can find me on my socials online at IDK Gravity, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Letterboxd, you know the drill. Or you can also check out my podcast at Blurdy Massacre. Excellent, excellent. Yes, hit the button. Hit it. Um, and also, you can follow me. I'm like us. Me at Girl That's Scary. <laughs> you know, anywhere that's Girl That's Scary, just pull up, check us out. And until next time, somebody's going to be here next week. I don't I don't really know who, but somebody going to bring y'all short next week. Shout out to them. And until next time, bye. Bye. Scream Pod Squad.